0: Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net and buttonbrostudios.com. Big welcome to the show. We have got Dan Lawless in the house. He is our first guest on this new interview series that we've got on YouTube and also on the HTDC podcast as well. Dan, welcome. It's uh, absolutely amazing to have you here. And I've been looking forward to this very moment for a long time. I know it's been something that we've wanted to do. It's
1: been. I think it's been about nine months since I, because I, I, I remember working on the Kozor um, mm-hmm. on, uh, on December, right? Wasn't it like December, we were, we were, December, January, somewhere in there, we we're trying to get it finished and ready to go. And mm-hmm. and then we were talking then like, yeah, we got to do a stream. And then, I don't know, you, I mean, you got busy, I got busy. And, and we really didn't uh, uh, follow up on that until till now, which is great. Now, have you were you super busy and now you're getting a little more time or what's, what's Cause I mean, I'm not as much uh, doing as many shows or, or, or are you c- cutting back on that, doing something else or. I'm yeah. Curious.
0: We, we have been doing less shows because we just really got super busy with Cozor. It was rounding up to the two year mark. We were really starting to feel the pressure from our backers, the burnout, that one has when they're working on a project for 2 years as well becomes very extreme the the book just drags on and on and on and you really have nothing left in the engine to keep you going all the fuel is running dry and so we were getting to that point and knew that the only way that this book was going to get fulfilled is if we placed all of our attention on it gave it absolute immersion And thought about nothing else but getting the book done. And so we did cut down on the streams a lot because, you know, they take up time and they are a necessary part of the process. As I'm sure you've come to learn as well. Being, are you Mm -hmm. planning on putting out your own book sometime soon? I know that you're working on creator own projects at this point in time. You know, you're doing interiors, you're doing a lot of covers, but I'm sure you know kind of the game now with this independent stuff. You've got to get online, show your face, and engage right. that audience. And it can take time. Well, That's sort
1: of it. I'm testing the waters. You know, uh, my plan was I thought I would come in and sort of into this independent community and see where I could help out. And at the same time, you know, that helps them, it helps me because people get to see you and get to know you and, and interact with you. And you yeah. start to build an audience and trust and all that sort of thing. So I thought this would be a good way to sort of almost like pay my dues because that's one thing I felt too is like a lot of these guys came in here. Uh, and they were, they were the point of the spear and they really, they took all the shots and I'm sort of coming mm. in here. It's like, I felt like, Hey guys, you know, thanks for all the heavy lifting. Now I'll take over, you know what I mean? It just didn't feel right. It felt like I needed to kind of come in and sort of help out, you know what I mean? Trying of, you know, strengthen up other people's campaigns, get, see what I can do. And then to add and, some value. And- yeah, add some value, and then and then we'll see if, if they actually show interest too in my work, and if they like it. And they, you know, I have getting pretty good positive feedback. So yeah, that's a real possibility. I have actually have written a story a while, you know, a long time or about a that's year awesome. ago, and it's ready to go. But I just, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have to do it. I kind of like, I'd be great to do it, but it's a lot of work, as you know, you know. It's uh, so, a huge amount of work. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, and ask you this now. You also have family, right? Do you have? Uh, uh, you have young ones or something? Uh.
0: Yeah, I've got a wonderful partner, uh, Erica, who really deserves a medal because she holds everything together as far as the domestic life is concerned. You know, right. she makes sure that the abode is nice and tidy and comfortable. And she looks after the little one pretty much full time, all full time, which gives me all the opportunity in the world that I could ever wish for to be able to work on my own passions, my own ambitions and keep the business floating. Yeah, And so well, we've got a really uh, nice setup yeah. there. And it gives, does give me that time to really just focus on well, bringing home the bacon, but also putting everything that I can into these comic book projects and howtodrawcomics.net as well, which I need. I need that focus. It's really important that that remains unbroken in order to get things done
1: yeah yeah i mean I, I i i want to do that too i love my skills and stuff like that you know i've labeled my youtube mm. channel how to draw comics too and mm-hmm. oh uh, sweet i can I, I can see like you know a possible team up between us you know in that regard oh yeah you know, kind of interesting because you have a different perspective you're you've got more of the 90s flair i've got the old school stuff it's kind of interesting to have that, you know, that mix. There's there's things I don't know about you, th- things you don't know, but perhaps, you know, yeah. uh, we could teach each other, you know, but uh, well, that's it's why it's fun, so but- great
0: to have you here, because I, I feel like everyone's going to be able to get to know Dan Lawless now. And I, I know that I was telling you, Corey, and I really only just came across your work in the last year or so,
1: but you've been around No, Has it been a year or has it been more than a year? It's been a year.
0: About a year flowing. since I
1: really just, I mean, I've been found mm. for a while and, uh, yeah. but I, I didn't really, I was like, when do I kind of come out? Well, the pandemic kind of helped me in that decision a little bit, but, oh yeah uh, cause it was like, cause it was, you know, I'm working in advertising and it was pencils down in advertising too. Pencils oh, down wow, in advertising really? pencils down in, in, and uh, cause it wasn't, there was nothing, there was no, uh, a, a, you know, they didn't know what to do. Just no work so coming the, through. The advertisers weren't advertising. There were commercials and things like that. So it's like just didn't have, I, I didn't have any work. Yeah. Period. Well, so it dried up in almost every industry. Pardon me?
0: So it almost dried up in almost every industry. Yes. Yes.
1: Everybody, I mean, the restaurant industry was devastated, obviously, and things like that. So businesses that won't come back, can't come back. You know, it's awful. But um, yeah. Anyways, oh, getting back to like the, the family stuff, you know, this is past year. Uh, my wife and I became empty nesters. So I'm actually, you know, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm the other side of it. And so it's kind of like, what do I do? I've got probably 10 years left in my career. I could stay in advertising or I could do comic books, but suddenly this, and I thought comics were over because I mean, when I, I, I was in it from 87 to 97 and working at difference, you know, Marvel, uh, DC, just one couple of issues at DC, but, and then Dark Horse, a lot of uh, Dark Horse, but after 10 years I was broken and I, and I was, you know, here's the thing is you're making a hundred dollars a page. I could do about a, a page a day. Maybe that meant about like $400 a week. That's 20 grand a year. You can't raise a family. Until, you know, it just isn't going to happen. That's tough. So yeah, I said, you know, mm-hmm. I said, I started looking around and I found storyboards and that, and I had to go into that. So I, I've been doing that since. And, uh, um, but you know, I saw I thought yeah, I can't make money at it. I can't, I love, I love them, but I can't make money. And with crowdfunding, there's actually a possibility to, you know, I don't mean to make a lot of money, just make a living, you know, <laughs> like middle class living kind of thing. So, like, you know, not rich, it's just, but I have to make that certain amount of dollar value so I can, I can retire. I got, you know, retirement fund and all that kind of stuff and working on for 30 years. And, uh, you know, so it's, just, uh, uh, there's a possibility now. That, I mean, and another thing too is the comic book th- uh, crowdfunding is so exciting because you can, you can put more time into comic. That's what I was so frustrated in comics because they're trying to. They wanted a monthly comic, and I just can't get better. I can't do a monthly comic. It's it's just it burns you out. You're drawing every day, and and it's oh, just yeah. you know, it's exhausting. And, and 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 then someone will ink over your stuff, and they just don't care. And they, you know, it, it's just I hated it. I just I left left it with I left it saying smell you later. That the industry, you know, so I did not like it um and it also seemed- also i'll oh, go ahead i was gonna say also it was yeah. lonely <laughs> it was really really lonely I, this is before this stuff this internet stuff and i'm at you know i'm drawn on a piece of paper and my by myself and you know my room uh it was it drove me nuts you know it's like it's this it sucks there's no interaction with other people other artists now some guys joined studios but i was you know i'm in michigan there's nobody here but mm. <laughs> but uh uh except for john malin Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little bit soul crushing. Was that? It was soul oh, crushing. Yes, it, it broke my heart. You know, I say yeah. comics breaks your heart. That's I would say that would be a good way to say it. It kind of broke my heart.
0: But yep. here's the
1: thing: is I never really that was not my greatest. I mean, I love comics, but not the way I love family, people, friends. So I, that's what I'm. That's what still gives my satisfaction. No, we will comic books. I love them, but not you know not the same way. And it's you know, I just. Enjoy, you know, I just enjoy it as a side thing, kind of fun. But if I could do it, it'd be great. But we'll see. You know, it's because it's it, you know, making that transition to bringing, to, you know, supplanting the advertising income with comic book income is not, it's no, easy you know, no small task, obviously. So,
0: mm-hmm. so is that the we'll place see, you're it. in now? Are you still yes. right? Okay, but you are working still on some comic book projects. Pardon me, so you're still, so you're working on some comic book projects at the moment, right? Yes cool and well and... i'm just
1: i'm just like you know the the i'm like doing two book covers right now i'm working on uh there's mm-hmm. a, a a woman named josh the lamplighter and she's i've been illustrating her book for uh several years it's kind of like a harry potter a girl f- version and uh so i'm doing that right now it's like you know see this, well, the great thing is, is I, I have my advertising stuff it's not steady it's it's freelance so i don't know where my job's coming from so the comics are great because they're not time sensitive necessarily and i can fit them in between the advertising uh, the, the is always time sensitive. It's like, can you do this tomorrow? I'll get a job at 10 o'clock at night, be done. I'll finish it at four in the morning, the other desktop wow. and I'm exhausted and that's it, you know? You're fast. So it's supposed to be like one illustration or, or a couple illustrations that Are you know, rough kind of stuff, you know? Mm. Uh, it's it's not finished stuff, which is great sometimes because you just, you know, sometimes it's just when you don't have time, that's almost the best. And sometimes they look the best. Have you noticed that too? Well, I, ha- I have, yeah
0: giving me too much to over too much time to overthink my artwork is never a good thing yeah if i can yeah. just if i've got that pressure under me or on top of me to get it done i'm going to be sitting there completely engaged with it and i won't be overthinking every single little line that i lay down onto the page i swear that is a luxury that only comes with <laughs> Working for yourself, you know, because sometimes when you're working for yourself and there's no one there to enforce a deadline, because let's face it, it's pretty difficult to enforce your own deadlines. If you're just working for yourself and it's only you holding you accountable, what punishment are you going to really put upon yourself if you don't get that thing done? There's not really anything out there that is going to be that horrible it's It'll motivate you enough to really meet that deadline, and so we artists uh, and I'm sure it's the the case for your although I won't speak for you, but I know that i I will take every second that I can to work on a single piece and make it as amazing as possible, and then if I've got more time after that, I will overdo it, and I will perfect yeah, the heck yeah. out of it until I run out of time,
1: yeah, you know what's this is I have an interesting question for you. Cause it mystifies mm. me. I'll draw something, and then I will try to redraw that drawing. Like I'll draw a sketch, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make it into something bigger, make it finish it up or something. And yeah. I can't do it. I can't duplicate it. I, I can't duplicate my own artwork. Do you ever have that experience where you're, mm. you draw something that looks great? And you're just like, and I'll draw it a second time. It doesn't have the same magic. Doesn't have the same feel. It's very odd. Yeah, very odd yeah. experience.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I feel like if I'm too careful in the beginning and. I'm really trying to make sure that it's going the direction that I want it to go. If I'm being a control freak, it, it just doesn't work out. I really need to loosen up, not think as much, and just let my hand move upon the page and work its magic. I've got a general idea in mind. If I've got a general idea, that's all I need. And that's when the best outcome is going to happen, is if I just work loosely, work quickly, and don't think too much. Don't worry about making it perfect. That's where I run into problems, is trying to perfect things too early on. And then I've got that beautiful thumbnail sketch there. If everything goes well, and I can take that thumbnail sketch and work straight over the top of it. But here's the thing. If I try to redraw it, I get what you're talking about, which is… It's just impossible to capture that same soul, that same flair that was there in the initial yeah, thumbnail. Yeah, is funny? God. It's so strange. And I think it's because you reach a certain point within your abilities where there's portions of drawing that you've learned that become unconscious competence. And when you start to really analyze them and monitor those processes – your brain tricks you into thinking that, oh, wait a second. I'm consciously trying to be aware of the moves I'm making here. I only do that when I'm learning something for the first time, which means I mustn't have mastered it yet. And so Uran thinks everything it's learned thus far may not actually be as correct as it initially assumed it to be. And so it's almost like you're going back to the beginning and, and relearning. You're going, th- you're at least in that state, which is why I think that we don't perform as well as we do when we're not thinking about it and we're just going with the flow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have noticed, though, as I mean, having done this for 30 years now, uh, hmm. you, like I would describe it as like your first, when you're first starting out, you get a lot of crappy drawings yeah you, you know you throw your pencil across the room and that sort of thing, and then you do mm-hmm. you get i don't know, maybe they're half of them are good and then you know then good and, I, and I'm getting to that point where I really don't do really bad the ones that one's okay you know yeah. I'm saying like I don't do too many stinkers anymore, but it's sort of a once you do <laughs> kind of learn a lot of, about the, the you know this the the things uh, you know how to draw and stuff like that. It, be, it does become more easy and actually that's what i like mm. about the stage of the art i'm in now i am at my peak as far as my skills i think although when I, some of that raw energy from being young is missing <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, a little bit of that. so you're having doing a bit more fun with it now state. i'm yeah I, i'm enjoying it quite a bit because i know what i'm doing more mm. and that's more fun when you kind of know what what's what's kind of going to happen and that's exciting um but even when i was younger for you sure. know like you mentioned like loosen up it sounds kind of corny but i think i always thought of the, the, the force where you kind of you know you just kind of feel it kind of you really you invoke feel it. it flowing through you you and you just kind of let it let it go and like the like that starship scene is the end it just says let go and that's kind of the way i feel sometimes for me where i just like i'll just I, i'll just scribble and just play with you know just just completely let everything go and i think that's important to kind of just getting a feel for the whole thing it's a there's a feeling in there you know it's kind of a i don't know what it is it's you can't really describe it of something whatever mm. you know, whatever that may be the thing that makes us want to draw in the first place even that, that feeling so,
0: it's really magical know. when when you're in that zone because it's not always there it can't always be relied on unfortunately there are some days you wake <laughs> no. up and you, the last thing you want to do is draw and you've yeah. got to find and grasp it whatever little thing pull whatever little string there is to actually get in that mode and start making things happen yeah and you know what if you oh, just
1: those if you just start you just you, you just that's really what it is <laughs> that's the hesitation. hardest part isn't it it's more it's more uh, worry about uh, failing on a piece of, you know that's mm-hmm. and that's what it really is that nervousness and then we well, just plow through it i mean what, what are you gonna yeah. do you, know, you so.
0: so you're comfortable with your art now and you're having fun with it but mm-hmm. i'm sure that that wasn't always the case i'm sure that back in the day how long have you been drawing for how many decades would you say now
1: well you know here it's it's i'm 57 um mm-hmm. it so i mean I, i'm one of eight kids you know and I think, but I'm seven. So I think by the time we came around, my brother and I near the end, we were just like, like, they just like, here, draw, here's a piece of paper, we like, Draw. shut up and don't bother. There's so much. Yeah. Other. And we were content. Uh, you know, so I, we would sit on the step and I would draw monsters, creatures, uh, aliens and stuff. And he would draw cars and all that stuff. And, and we did that for a living. So he became, you know, an industrial designer and I That's became, amazing. you know, a comic guy. And we, I kind of followed him you know into it um there's not a family besides us too so um mm. but uh yeah we just uh played off each other and also we were highly critical of each other of cruelty and that became a, a motivation because it it'd be like you know i'd be like what do you think of this like well that head looks too small and i'd be like all right, all right. <laughs> so i go back and I'd, i'm gonna make this thing so good you can't see... and i'd show it to me like hmm you know looks pretty good mm. <laughs> that'll that's light really a fire good. underneath <laughs> you help give you that extra so push I, I made it so he could not he could not criticize it it's like what do you think of that buddy I it. <laughs> so it's we were, cool we were, to
0: have someone like that you're, to
1: you're, work
0: next to yeah
1: right brutally honest that's actually you need that sometimes you know but mm.
0: yeah, that's what so makes you You push each
1: other that's good too you know
0: for sure so you and, get your bro
1: you I got a bro who who kind of pushes me. You got, it, isn't it? You guys challenge yep. each other and and, uh, and 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 you kind of sit off of and say, "Hey, what do you think of this?" and and uh, and learn from each other and learn, you know, wicked whatever it is, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me and Corey, we we certainly do that, and uh, I'll run my work past him all the time. I'll draw something, and I'm never sure of myself. Believe it or not, I know. <laughs> some of you watching and listening might have seen my work before you might you might know of it and you might see it as you see any one else's artwork it's like how did this thing happen you see the end result and you just think it's like some kind of magician's trick but there is definitely a process that everybody goes through and no artist I don't I I gotta imagine there's a very small percentage of artists who think that their work is the shit right off the bat. I think a lot of us second guess ourselves and it's so valuable to have that second pair of eyes there to show your artwork to and to get an honest opinion from. And usually a brother is going to do that. Your bro isn't really going to just give you compliments to make you feel good. Not like mum well,
1: Exactly. So, yeah, uh, I'm you know, al- I heard I'm something. Showing... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I heard something just the other day uh, about uh, he. Mm. It, somebody said that he, in an interview, said he self. He every painting was blood, sweat, and tears. He, he you know, he wasn't sure it was going to work out, and all this kind of stuff. You wouldn't think so. I mean, artistic. He's an artistic genius. You would think, right? And, and but no, it was hard work. It was. It was really disciplined. Had to. Those were all real hard pieces of work to produce and make great. Oh yeah. And he probably looked at him he probably looks at some of them cringes. We don't, but he probably does, you know. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's and it's so true that you
0: are always going to be your worst critic. You know, and yeah. I think every artist so it many of have us to be, we're looking at our work and, and and we're seeing things there that nobody else would ever pick up on, but we obsess over it man we got to iron out this kink right now we got to fix that we've got to polish this just that little bit more and to us it makes all the difference but to the onlooker to the viewer they really aren't ever probably going to notice everything that put into that final piece of artwork that they now get to experience which is somewhat beautiful because it's almost this intimate journey that you, as the artist, get to share with your work, and that history is something that can only ever be known between the two of you you know yeah.
1: uh, I think that I got that's a the question connection. for you yeah um some artists can do this and others can't I mean do you have a vision that pops in your head complete uh yeah i I used
0: to i think when I was younger, I would get more ideas like that it would pop into my head and i just have to draw it now however i don't really start off with anything i just start moving the pencil around on the page and i try yeah, out that's a few what I poses do. a few compositions and we'll, we see what happens we let the chips fall where they may so to speak
1: yeah that and another thing i'll do is i'll look at files of art i collect, I collect all kinds of fantasy art you know, on, on just the internet websites and stuff. And yeah. I'll flip through those and I'll get an idea. I'll see a color thing. I'll see, I'll see a metallic surface. I'll see something mm. that kind of like, they say, Hey, what if I did that color with that? You know, and that, you know, so kind of a combination of these that springboard you. Cause sometimes nothing in, nothing out. You know what I mean? It's like, you kind of got to so put true. something in the mixer and then, yeah. cause that's what it kind of art is. You're, you're taking all this information, putting it in your, your blender and you get, you know, your smoothie of art, you know, kind of.
0: Very so it's true. different every
1: time, you know. I've always got my reference sheets up. Pardon me.
0: I've always got my reference sheets up. So yeah, I use an application called Pure Ref. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but what you can do with it is you can go onto Google Images or Pinterest, find whatever references, hit a note with you, and paste them straight into this application. Create a nice vision board for whatever next piece it is you're about to work on and then you can save that out and it's great because you can zoom in on different references and move them around the page compose it however you want and Mm -hmm. i just love things like that because whether it's style references or subject matter that you need to get accurate within your drawings uh, it's just great to have it all there in one place. And usually I'll set it up for different projects. So I'll have one reference board for, say, Kozo or another one for, you know, let's say I'm doing a client's project, I have a reference board for that. There was one client who wanted me to do layouts for a comic book which was set in Japan. Now, I've never been to Japan, and maybe I've got some kind of generic idea of what it might look like inside my brain, but i got to jump online and find some actual references that show me really how it is so I can fill in those details. Because whatever's going on up here inside the old noggin is often very, very basic, lacking any level of reasonable resolution that you can rely on when it comes to
1: your art. You you, you, kids are spoiled. <laughs> I know we are. We, we had... really are.
0: But think about the kids that are even beyond me. So I was born in the Ooh.
1: 90s. Think about those born in... 2010 yeah they'll, they'll just be able to attach electrodes to their head and be able to th- put it out on a piece of paper <laughs> mm. but you know oh, yeah. I, and, and when i started out we, i had i had massive file cabinets of pictures that i had saved and all the the file different files and categories i actually just ended up, i think i threw it all away because i was like oh wow. i i could because i have to have car, car reference here's the ones for the cars underside of car you know everything mm-hmm. i went through smithsonian magazine that's part of your 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 artistic uh training was actually just Going through flipping through magazines and, and pulling out all you know, you buy a bunch of magazines and take out the reference, and you have you know, a big reference file. Now I can go online and go. Oh, let's see, I need a you know Taj Mahal, you know, and you know, it's, sure. it's right there, and it's just so easy. It's really, it's just incredible. What you can do now,
0: it's an amazing time we live in. But let me ask you, yeah. Dan, do you think that with all of these amazing tools and resources? at our disposal now, has it made people more complacent and lazy? I feel like they're just not being taken advantage of enough.
1: What do you mean by that
0: exactly? So, for example, I come from both comic books and video games. And you've got things like for comic books, on the comic book side, you've got incredibly reasonably priced applications for drawing digitally Uh, reasonably reasonably priced hardware i mean some of those applications are even free now right you've got an abundance of learning resources online youtube whatever same with video games you have got free game engines that you can start building your games in um same with movies as well i mean you can just take out your phone and create a movie now. And I, I remember going to school, university, even primary school. We would try to figure this stuff out our, on our own. We the, Everything that you wanted to learn about, you had to pay for, right? There was no free tutorials on YouTube. You would have to pay for it. Uh, all of the software. I mean, I think there was Photoshop and that was about it. And it was insanely priced. There was no Clip Studio Paint back then. And uh, and there just wasn't as much knowledge freely available as there is now. You know, David Finch wasn't on YouTube telling you exactly how to do stuff live where you could ask him questions the only bit of knowledge you could get from David Finch was from a little website called the Nomon Workshop where he would sell sell you a course. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like nowadays with all of that stuff that people have got to be able to take advantage of and essentially take their abilities and everything that they want to achieve them with them to the to the absolute limit, you would think there would just be uh, just so many people, like a sea of people that would be taking that stuff and going far and beyond what we could have ever hoped to have achieved. You know, we're a little bit older now. We don't have as much energy as we did when we were younger, but I don't know. And I feel the the reason that I say this, Dan, and maybe you can relate with it because I know you've had some teaching experience as well, is because – I was teaching in a, in a couple of universities and TAFEs here in Melbourne for a good few years, about eight years, and you would always get, you know, maybe two or three really motivated students who would just wipe out the rest of the competition. But a great majority of those students, some of them didn't know why they were there. Some of them didn't really care about being there. And would, would waste a lot of their time. And I was just dumbfounded. I, I thought, man, with all these resources at your disposal right now, do you know what you could be achieving? It, it It's unfathomable what you could be doing with this information. And all you would have to do, you know, a lot of people out there listening right now, all you would have to do to learn most of what you need to know when it comes to drawing comics is just sit on YouTube and actually watch a tutorial, a quality tutorial, for more than five minutes. Just sit there for the whole hour or so that it goes for and actually implement the knowledge that you're getting from it. Put it into practice. And you would be amazed at the jumps, the leaps that you could make within your development as an artist. So that's kind of where I'm coming from there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know because, I mean, I was in art mm-hmm. school and uh, most people were blowing it off <laughs> okay. <laughs> back blowing in, it, it off it, right back the, in the, the day you know, too huh? That's th- there's there's a difference yeah. so everybody would go you know to uh out to lunch i would go to the library and, and hit the books and study the, the great illustrators and really mm. i i knew that i wanted to do great stuff and the best i could anyways um yeah and so i really worked really hard everything that i have worked out to achieve was really hard work of really studying like no different than studying for your math assi- assignment or anything or learning mm-hmm. a language or anything i was there i wanted to learn it i wanted to study it and i'm still studying i don't know, like I, just, sure. I did a, a picture just the other day of uh um mary jane watson i put it on instagram oh amazing that's a study i had a reference and i study. i was studying adam hughes and how he kind of went about things studying other artists, seeing what I can, if I can pick anything up, if I can learn anything. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing sixty. I'm still studying. I'm still learning. It You're never pushing stops. sixty. You look great yeah. for sixty. Someone pushing sixty. <laughs> so yeah, that's everything. You know, take care of yourself. I, you know, I, I oh, yeah. get out there. Very you true. can't just sit around and, and do stuff. You gotta, you gotta mm. do. Uh, you know, get out there and ride a bike and hike yeah. in the woods and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: I, I've got to do that a little bit more. It's especially yeah. important for comic book artists, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. It is because yeah. we have a
1: sanitary lights life, lifestyle. It's, it's. It's. We certainly yeah, do. It's. It's not good. So. Yeah, and so that yeah. that's what I you know I, I try to to stay
0: uh, active. So for sure, you know, I guess in some ways, if I really think about it, I'm less motivated than I was back then, too. Right now, with all of the distractions and the uh, the things that are. Taking my attention away from really what I should be doing—all the fun things, you know. Uh, I mean, YouTube and social media and Instagram—they're all a lot more fun now than actually <laughs> sitting there and drawing a comic book page. And the funny thing—we're all is that. Do that. We're all, the funny thing deal. is, the comic book page used to be the fun thing. Do you remember that? Right. When, right. when there was nothing else to do but draw that comic book page, and it right. was the most exciting right. thing available that's all yeah. changed now and well, you know from
1: for me when when i was uh working uh, i say i started getting out of, got into storyboards and that's it's it's working through the night and all that stuff mm-hmm. i would um listen to talk radio that's how yeah. i made it through because just I, hear, awesome. I had to hear human voices i had to hear people talking and and they were you know so i'd listen to weird things like i remember this one show called midnight trucking network <laughs> some guys like they're they're just you know, they're all long haulers, guys calling into the show and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but that was really interesting, busy. When I when I can have some voices. So, what I do when I'm working into these things, I listen to these live streams all the time, and I uh, and I and I just and and then the, of course the the cool thing back then you listen to talk radio, you do, there was no you could interact. Now you can like, type in, a comment. You know, and and you know, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, for me. If your comic gets read, even <laughs> you get that little thrill, don't you get that like, oh, oh damn! Yes. you know <laughs> that little yeah. dopamine kind of thing. Ooh, I'm on TV. You know, <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's, it's so true. It's, it's fun. You know, this that human connection is. I mean, that's really what storytelling is about. Really, when you tell a story, you're connecting with another person, and so uh, this new media is. I really think it's a superior media for sure. Acting directly with your fans, that you can t- find out right away. I I'd put a picture up on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter. I get the immediate results. I literally like, 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 you know, and it's like, wow, that's really cool. Back right away, uh, so or you don't get any likes, you're like, oh, darn, it, it must be not, you know. So generally, hot girls can be more likes, but <laughs>
0: oh yes, of course. But
1: so yes, yeah, so I'm gonna start drawing girls just to get that dopamine a little <laughs> um yeah but i'm just saying the um the video, i think it's really exciting and fun and i actually found i am actually working harder at comics now than i than i oh. used to simply because of the like oh you know i got to show so and so like you know like you get i get together with these guys i don't know if you've seen the they do the players show every week you know and uh, mm-hmm. gail taib and I have never been able to ever talk to any other people about art, and all of a sudden I've got uh, a a a pencil, an anchor, uh, a colors. You know, uh, then there's Aaron Lepress who's does it all, and and they mm. love what I love, and we're talking about stuff, and it is just, I mean, I'm just loving it. I I just, it's a lot of fun, and I'm and so I'm motivated, like I'm, you know, kind of jazzed up and stuff. Oh, that's to, incredible. To do do work like I never really was before. Yeah. So, i just bounce off of other people that's what that's it feels like to me like the mm. my, my motivation gets fired up when i see other people you know working and like oh yeah let me i want to this is fun it makes it fun you know it's not boring mm-hmm. and lonely you know and that kind of sort of thing <laughs> it so. feels
0: like it's um, it sounds to me as if your experience experiencing comics had been very solitary up
1: until <laughs> recently sure absolutely. 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 Hmm. It's a very weird thing is I meet also meeting guys, my old guys, older guys like me with, you know, who have, who are, have older children and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of conservative, you know, Christian type guy. And, and so they're like me. And, and, And like, I never had people like that. Like, just like, like, oh, you're, they're an artist. Like, you know, you I'd go to, you know, a party or something and they all talk in sports and stuff. And it's like, I don't mind sports, but I don't know anything about sports, you know, like they seem to Same know game. everything about sports and I'm just like, you know, I've never met another, Oh, you draw comics. You know, like that's never going to happen anywhere. But now thanks to the uh, interaction of the internet here, I'm actually like you, I'm talking to someone. I mean, talk about technology. We're talking a freaking across the globe right now. It's incredible. You know? I know. Can you believe it? Get over that. You know, it's just amazing. We so might've we're, never we're... met
0: if we were born in a different time, you know, well, if right. this never
1: happened. This technology yes. it's extraordinary it's Ex- simply extraordinary i remember i think the first time it happened where uh my kids uh, came in i was working at a drawing table mm. and my kids came in the room and they go hey look it's mom and, and and uh it was my wife and her sister had gone to and i thought "Oh, that's a nice picture you, uh, of them you know and then they go hey dan hi and, like they're waving at me from this this phone i'm like <laughs> holy shit this, they're, they're freaking in italy you know and i just couldn't believe it the uh the, that technology is just, un- it's extraordinary, you know, amazing. It's,
0: it's incredible. And it it's so wonderful to see what we're able to accomplish with it when it comes to our comic book art, networking with other creators and marketing our stuff to our own audiences. I mean, can you believe that if you look at the amount of likes that you get on a single piece when you post it up onto, let's say Twitter, Dan, imagine that many people in a room that's a lot of people. You know, when, when you really think about it, it's almost like we take these, these likes and engagement for granted. But if you think about physically how many people that would be, like say you were doing an exhibition of your art and that many people came to the exhibition to take a look at it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's an amazing thing to think about. It's, it almost makes it sort of surreal, I feel like. That's what I yes. think about when, uh, whenever I get a like. On my stuff.
1: Yeah, it's hard to. It's, it's some detachment that happens with the internet as well there as is, the, the yeah. connection. Uh, so yeah. yeah.
0: So when it comes to, I, I really love the tip that you can that you gave when it comes to focusing on your work. You know, listening to the streams that people do helps you to sit there and stay focused. I'm always confused about that sometimes it works and sometimes i find it distracting but i tell you what when i need it it depends I need it. if
1: they're showing a funny video then i'm working and i'm just like oh i gotta see this you know exactly exactly
0: but um you know i'm wondering as well for because we have a lot of people who come onto the channel and and see these videos and they're just starting out for the first time as beginners and It was probably a long, long time ago that you – no offense – that you started drawing. But where did you begin and where did you learn to be able to draw the amazing things that you're able to draw today? What process did you go through?
1: The the book that did it for me was How to Draw Comics by The Marvel Way. A classic. Um, That was weird because I was in high school. And I had I, I and actually at the time I I I didn't have, you know, much money, so I, I had my paper out money. So I, I had like a I don't know why I just love comics. I love comic guard and I and I had about ten comics. that was that was mm-hmm. about it. I called them my com- yeah. I called them my drawing lessons. I used to love I just copied them and I loved drawing right from the start. Just oh I can't remember. I I just I just loved love to draw. Anyway, so I was in high school and uh, probably the uh, freshman even and i had my my folder were littered with comics and drawings and some kid came up and they said, i got a book for you it's a how to draw comics book and, and i i almost rolled my eyes cuz like yeah how to draw comics seen those before what i really mm-hmm. want is a how to draw comics like the marvel way kind of. i didn't say that to him but i was just like yeah, right. that's what i that's what i really wanted so i, I imagine this book existed before i saw it and i hoped it wow. like, and so he brought it the next day and i was like it's like I was handed the Holy Grail. It's like, oh my gosh, it's the Marvel way. With you know, and it, not only that, but it has Stan's blurbs throughout it, where he's like, "You true believer," you know, and you you could do, you know, and accept no substitute Marvel. And so I was just like, I was drinking the Kool Aid. So totally, I was a Marvel nut, and I just loved comic books, you know. And so, you know, there was basics in there, but I mean, I I guess I had always been interested in art, and I, I can't really remember. Exactly learning, uh, learning. But I, I just, I just wanted to draw it, and I drew it. You know, I copied them and stuff like that. And uh, so it sort of, it sort of developed. But I always, my advice to anybody heard it in in art school was this guy Milton Glaser, a really good designer. And he said, copy everything, copy your copy, really copy. Don't mm-hmm. worry about becoming a clone. Your own style will emerge from that. And so, so I really true. kind of took that to to, to to heart, and I and I and I think that's what you know what you don't copy to plagiarize, like you don't want to copy and, and then submit it as your artwork, but copy like crazy, master someone else's artwork. It's the old ways where you'd have a a master and apprentice. The you know the the apprentice would follow the master's work and, and copy, it and, and and eventually they do, and it's so it's it's something that yeah. you just. You know, like I said, I was studying Adam Hughes the other day. I'm still copying the masters. Uh, and mm-hmm. and that's how you get, you know, how you learn. So, you know, that, that's what I recommend every copy, 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 not trace, but, but put it next to you and, and copy, learn how to draw, learn how to measure with your eye. That's what drawing is. Measure with your eye. So. For sure. Yeah.
0: I think that's a great idea. and, If you have multiple inspirations, I think that's really cool too because you are working from all these other artists and being influenced by their style and eventually they go into this giant blender that becomes somewhat of a hybrid plus your own take and ultimately looks like the sort of what you output onto the page is the kind of art that you were always inspired by. So... Not only do other people dig your art at that point after you've learned from all these amazing other artists that you look up to, but you also enjoy looking at it. And I think that's important too. You want to be able to look at the page, see what you're drawing, and go, hey, that's kind of cool. I'm proud yeah, of this.
1: Yeah. Well, look at this... look at um, uh, Hergé, I think you say his name, uh, a Tintin artist. His artwork looks a lot – he and Mobius were, were copying um, oh, wow. Vincent McKay. You know, Win- Winston McKay know was that. F- do you know Winston McKay?
0: I d I don't know Winston McKay, no, but Winston I McKay mean... is
1: the is the little Nemo artist. Uh he mm. yeah, I look him up. Uh his stuff is freakish. And and he actually was did one of the first animations ever, Girthy the Dinosaur. Every cell oh, wow. This guy was unbelievably work it, some of his, his um gosh, do I have the book around here? It'd be nice if I did. But um uh <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find this right now. But anyways, look up Winston McKay and then oh, look well. up uh, the Tintin book. You see the, the same sort of styles, the linear style that drawing. And of course, Mobius. Uh, and then yeah. Mobius did, uh, you know, just crazy imagination stuff. So it's like, and then, and then you know, they look at uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. He copied Neil Adams. He was a Neil Adams clone. But then look how he emerged from that and became nothing like Neil Adams anymore. He, mm-hmm. He's totally different. Or a tra- Travis uh, Sherez, Ah, uh, copying uh, uh, the Jim Lee style, and then how he then developed into his own self, and and but it was born out of that initial copying someone else thing, you know, learning from yep. the the person before you. So, it just you really just got to master that stuff that you're trying to do, and your your own style will plop out because you could you wouldn't say Mobius is a clone of, a clone of winston McKay. If you no. looked at it. no, you know.
0: No, so, that's what I mean. He's such a he's someone that, that seems like just such an original artist, and and everybody looks at his work and is inspired, and and he's influenced so many people as well. Yeah. Uh, some of the
1: artists that we know today are, are very influenced by him. Yeah, but, I, I saw his stuff when I was just starting art school, and mm. some teacher just said, "You know, check check this guy out." I was like, "This is really weird," <laughs> but yeah. but man, was it creative, you know? that's, that's sure. that was, it was it was it's strange stuff and i and i remember watching an interview of him did you ever see that that uh masters of comic book art uh, okay. um one with hosted by harlan ellison oh no and i didn't they've, they've got interviews of uh jack kirby uh will eisner uh, uh frank miller uh dave sim uh, mobius uh <laughs> neil adams It's got it's got so many great uh, artists in there, and Jack Kirby. Did I mention Jack? Mm -hmm. um, And they're great. And one of the the interview of Mobius is just fantastic. I watched. I'm gonna have to look that up. It's short, but it's it's just you know it's just brilliant. And he was talking about in that interview, this idea of dreaming awake, where he, he he wanted to just like like be drawing but that sort of connect that to the, his dreams whatever he just whatever came away and his out in his mind just opened his mind up and it looked like it kind of worked now maybe he had mm. drug influences too maybe maybe <laughs> i get i get the feeling that it might have been part of the equation. could have been but um i mean i i think it's a bit of a myth that you need that i, I think you can just imagine, you know, it's 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 a matter of letting go and with your imagination and and really being free because we're all we don't really realize we can do that on a piece of paper. You can just yeah can just let it go and uh, that's not really that easy to do. Sometimes we always fall back on the you know the crutches of what we be drawing, you know. So
0: yeah, for sure, it's it's difficult. We we fall back on what it is we're most comfortable drawing, uh, subject matter that we're used to. And I mm-hmm. think some of the best ways to grow is to just break out of that as as much as you possibly can. If yeah. you're uncomfortable drawing, let's say animals, then spend a week drawing animals. If you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. drawing foliage, you know, trees and plants yeah. and whatnot,
1: I, I always say spend a tell, week doing that. You you can tell a great artist when they if you, if they can draw a good horse because <laughs> horses oh, yeah. are awful to try to draw. Mm-hmm. They're they're so difficult to master because they're just they're 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 gangly like sort of magnificent animals and trying to capture that speed and strength and uh i don't know it's weird it's it's, they're very difficult to 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 pull i think i think like a lion might be a little easier even those the, 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 the creatures with the longer thin legs like deer or something there I find more difficult to kind of get that right. I I don't understand the movement. You can almost understand a lion like it's pouncing, you know? mm. But the the, the the horse, it's like I don't get what, that way. it's weird. It's
0: <laughs> it's confusing. I mean, can you imagine it's trying four to legs going them? all
1: different, you know, they have gates and gallops and and they're and they're like they're different positions their legs will be in a different mints, and mm. very difficult animal to draw. But you can I mean you can do it work for me anyways, you know really got really such I, a majestic kind of
0: animal to draw though as yeah. well yeah Beautiful and, 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 stuff. It's
1: like a strange face kind of bony and long and you know just it's something that just i mean I, I you know what I started to do is get those um model little those little that's another thing that's great now pretty cheap you can get a a sculpture of these you know these guys um you know i, I got those uh well actually here I can show you that i mean mm-hmm. i i use these all the time you know when I'm drawing and oh yeah nice and it's like standard faces and you can and, you know I, did, I wish i had these when i was younger because i can look mm. at i can look up to get the uh, you know the the shadow um the breakdown of the shadows on the face and the yes. shapes that it makes as it as it turns that's so helpful it's it's just you need that a ex- little bit of extra confidence i think this drawing angle is correct let me just put it in there i mean you, now with the computer of course you can they have all these apps they can rotate things but just if you're if you want to draw on you know paper and that sort of thing and you, you just want something to hold they, they have all those sculptures now for you know 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something it's a lot cheaper than you would have been. so I wish I had those but that's helped for me help me with horses and things like that like I, I, I'm holding this sculpture this horse and like I didn't realize that the butt looks a lot bigger than the front like on <laughs> the top like there's, it gets like wider like well I didn't know that I, I rode a horse a couple times in my life but I don't really I didn't look at it you know Mm. So, but to be able to rotate it and look at it and turn it around and just kind of f- see what that feels like. It, it's those things are really good. So recommend sculptures having not just pictures, sculpture, 3D sculptures around. They're really helpful, I think. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. 3D sculptures, especially if you've got a model there that's anatomically correct. I think you've right. got to make yeah, sure I mean, it's anatomically come, so correct.
1: I just ordered um, the, uh, uh, with the um uh, the phantom and oh yeah slash door because i saw these these look sculpt sculpted well so i got oh, wow. you know they're not, they're not perfect but you just give you an idea of the muscle the muscature and you can kind of just it's just all that stuff giving you a feel you know i mm-hmm. actually i actually think some of my understanding of the figure came from when i was a kid and i had the the six inch high gi joes mm-hmm. uh, actually i do have one of those <laughs> hang on oh, one great. second
0: yeah grab it that'd be cool All right. <laughs>
1: Here it is. This is actually from <laughs> when I was a kid. I had this. I love that. But what I what I what I liked about these Joes was that, that I could really, you know, I could put they the, the rotation the the articulation was really good, and you could get you could kind of get them in a cool pose, you know. And I it's funny because I remember like going over to like a kid's house or something, a, a friend's house, and the Joes would be like this, and they they'd be like, you know, just. If They're staying there they're like, like, that's not posed right. You got to pose it right. You know, you got mm. to get, <laughs> so it looks kind of natural, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so many points I think
0: of I, articulation. That's great. I think
1: I, I, think I had a, a feel for that stuff, you know, from the start. Mm. I, I liked it. You know, I liked the movement. I liked the energy. I, I, I loved, I, you know, if you can draw animals, you can draw horses. It's great because, it, you know, the energy and the feel, the movement of the balance of a, of a magnificent, you know, a, a beast or something. It's cool, you know? Yeah, helps for with sure. Monsters and everything. So,
0: it's awesome. Yeah. And like you said, you can take some lights, light it however you want it. Observe yeah. where the shadows fall and yeah. where the brightest highlights are going to be, which is so important if you want to have a style that incorporates dramatic lighting into yeah. what it is you're drawing. Yeah. Uh, something that I had something a to, lot something of trouble with. Something about holding in your hand too.
1: Something about the text, the textile, mm. textile feeling of just you know what does this feel like what is it what is it you know as a chunk as a mass you know
0: yeah you are really you're not just studying what it looks like you're studying how it feels and yeah. and on a on some level that's gotta help i'm I'm yes, sure it goes that. into
1: the system it's like it's just like it's like submergence like if i get an assignment that's uh whatever it is I will do all this internet research on it, and it's like submerged, like like when I just did like the Kozor picture for you guys. I was like, yeah. I said, remember, I said, send me everything you got, all the information. I want to see all the pictures, and and I, and I'm just, it's just like, just, it's studying. It's like studying for an exam again, and and I got to come up with the right, you know, the uh, the right thing, but I have to know the material, mm. and then you can deliver and be on point. Hopefully, you know, give it your best shot, anyways. But That's oh, your best sure. chance is to is, is just to download all the information you can possibly download <laughs>
0: how, how did you enjoy drawing chief baron from our comic book Kozor? I,
1: that was a blast man that was that was great i mean it was, you know i'm a forsa guy a, i i mm. love all that stuff so here was an yeah. opportunity to kind of do a guy swinging an axe i mean it's it's, it's conan it's you know, it's fun it's oh, it's, yeah. it's badass and stuff like that so yeah it that's was why it was I, just great it was just, it's not almost not work at that point when it when it's <laughs> I mean it's work to get it right, but yeah. it's it's like it's just it's kind of fun. And so and like I said, I'm getting to the point in my skill set that I kind of know what I'm doing it so it's less stressful and more fun a little bit, you know, kind of or you know, it's still work, but it's uh it is it's uh it it's just kind of like I kind of know it's not gonna be a total disaster. <laughs> Well, you've got that and so that's part of the fun too. It's like this is going to be kind of cool I think they're going to like it because I, I know what, I know how to do this, you know I think I know how it is.
0: <laughs> hey, if you're having fun, that's going to yeah. come through in the final piece. Right. It seems like you've got that confidence there now too, where you, you're not over you don't feel the need to overanalyze everything anymore. you don't feel the need to have to struggle with it. I think it's so strange, Dan, but for me, when it comes to my artwork. I don't know if I'm a glutton for punishment, but I just get sort of bored and unmotivated if I don't have some kind of challenge, some kind of problem that I have to solve. I don't know if you run into that or how to overcome it. That's exactly
1: what you have to do is, is you, I think that's exactly what I do too. You, you've got to keep learning because it's like, why do it? You know, if if it's not, Mm. if you're not going to try to achieve something, you know, really, you're pushing yourself to get, I just always getting better. It's like just practicing, like, you know you play a sport or you play a card game whatever it is you you practice and you play piano whatever you, you you just you practice and get and getting good and try, try a different song try you know something new um mm. to challenge yourself because you'll get better I'll just you know just what do you call it? sharpening your 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 sword kind of thing it's yeah. uh sharpening your blade that's right and
0: yes i think it's not just a matter of loving the action of drawing it's also loving the learning process that you go through Mm -hmm. to master it you've got to really love that journey and i've realized that i do you know yeah it's it's funny because your main motivation is to get away from that your main motivation is to be able to just become the the perfect artist to not even have to think about it and to just be able to project something down onto the page and not break a sweat but in the end i thrive so much more when i've got something to overcome some obstacle to surpass it's like a good video game i don't know if you play video games dan but i i
1: I did uh, uh when my kids were smaller i played yeah yeah. But that, okay. you know what I realized though, that was getting like, this is taking a lot of time. It gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I haven't so played I had a video game time. I had a long time. to kind of put that stuff aside because it was, it was getting away of my growth as an artist and stuff mm. like that. Cause it takes a lot of time to really, can really get good at it. It's, it's not something that's that, at least for me, maybe there's, you, know, you know, we know all know guys, a couple <laughs> guys just seem to sit down and just, just plops out. Like they just, you know, like somebody at school, they, but I'm the guy who had to study really work hard to get me it good. Me too. I wouldn't, and so you have to. I, I don't mind that. I'm fine with that. Uh, but I, I that's that's. I know what I, I know what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know. So
0: yeah, for sure. It's like that next boss that you've got to overcome in the video game. You obsess mm-hmm. over it until you're finally able to pass that level. That's how drawing feels yeah. to me. It's probably why I haven't played any video games yeah. for a long time because the. <laughs> process of drawing is the
1: video game for me it's it's
0: yeah. an awesome it's like challenge a,
1: it's like a problem solving it is it really really solving. is like to this uh image for camel Moon that his boots and heels mm-hmm. and you know, so i get all the information and and the and, and I'm and i broke it down like okay what what that i can that i can make you know what's what's the features here that i can highlight that make them good and he had those space helmets i said that's cool i think i'll bring that in there but, you know, he, he, the faces are masks like I didn't necessarily want to zoom in on the face because that's there's not that much uh, interest here. But I, I figure I got I got figure, I got, you know, you know muscle figure and some boots and mm-hmm. the hair color. And so so how, you know, so I'm trying to break it down. Like, What's what's the best image I can what's the coolest image I can make with these features on this thing? Yeah. So it's a lot of it's problem solving. What do you, you know? Every illustration is kind of like that okay the composition putting it together is is it's a problem and how do i how do i what's the solution to this problem mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a good way to to look at anything really i mean in art
0: truly it is i think maybe that's just something that we really love as artists as well we we like solving puzzles maybe and and i think you know just talking about the horses before and studying life that's Another wonderful outcome that is going to happen when you start getting into comic book art you learn more about the world just as a byproduct I know a sure. lot more about how Japan looks, the the kind of yeah. architecture that you're going to find over in that completely different country that I've never been to but only because I'm a comic book artist and I needed to study it in order to be able to draw it so yes. I think that you know, that's another thing that's going to happen when when you start really getting deep into the art of drawing comics because you need to be able to draw everything. Who knows what stories you will someday tell and characters you will someday draw. Maybe they don't even exist. Maybe they are within a fantasy genre or a sci-fi universe that you've got to create from nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's It's, really exciting.
1: uh, It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you just... you write, Are you you're a writer too? Right? I mean, you write these stories.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've I've just gotten into writing comic books, and the did,
1: thing did is, you write? Did you write Kozor?
0: I didn't write Kozor. Corey wrote Kozor. Uh, I'm writing another story that we've been working on called Borok, which is a spin-off to Kozor, exists in the same universe, and it's been a really cool experience. I've always been a storyteller, I think it's just that I really liked telling stories through pictures, and I believe that one of the reasons that is is because I love movies so much. I often say if I wasn't doing comic books, yeah. I'd definitely be doing movies, and I'm right on the I'm right on the edge of of really thinking about doing it at some point. I don't yeah. know maybe when I get too much art too much arthritis in my hands, I'll start making movies <laughs> instead. But I I just really love it. I'm a big movie buff. Me and Corey, we caught up yesterday. We sat down. We watched a few movies, some horror movies, actually. We watched one called House of Wax. Would have been early 2000s. It was was cheesy, of course, but it was actually pretty good. And every time I see a movie like that, I just go, man, I want to make movies now. But wait a second. I can because I'm a comic book artist. And I start (laughs) thinking about the scenes that I would choose and how I'd compose the shots. And I just, well, I do that in terms of a comic book format when it comes to writing out a story. And when I am writing a story for a comic book, I'll do a basic plot and then I'll write the rest of it doing thumbnails. I'll place in the speech bubbles that I want to place Mm -hmm. in, figure out the scenes that I'm going to need in order to accomplish that particular section of the plot that will take so many pages to pull off. And uh, that's my process. It's a little unorthodox, yeah. but it works well. for Not me. necessarily, because
1: you think about. I think. I think Alfred Hitchcock did that, where he he did little sketches. I think oh, Steven Spielberg did did oh, uh, no did little bits of little thumbnails and sketches. Of course, Hayao Miyazaki. You know, I mean, you know, did, he's he, he's he's really really winging it, just forward mm-hmm. and just doing the art from the start and doesn't know where he's gonna end. But uh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I definitely, I think that's, that's, I remember, boy, when I was in art school, I, I was, you know, this is a good time to be, but eighties was a good time to, to be in art school too. Cause uh, Frank Miller's uh Dark Knight just came, comes out. Oh, yeah. uh, Watchmen just comes out. uh Blade Runner, the original uh with, with the Sid Mead art just comes out. We're Beautiful. all, we're all uh, gushing over Sid Mead's artwork. And I actually, you know saw met him and got my book signed uh by Sid Mead and, you know he saw a presentation by him where he talked about the future and all this stuff wow and uh so it was a lot there's there's a lot of cool things going on then too that we, we felt like we were like this is the this we are the future you know kind of we didn't know we'd get old and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but it was yeah you know it's when you're when you're young it's a blast you know it's so much fun so anyways it's it's still I mean it's still part of it you know I think it's I think I think it's just now just more, you know. You get more.
0: Yeah. Tell me, how do you feel right now about making comics? All these years later, and the the place that we're in right now. I mean, we know that the, you know, the industry has gone through some changes, and certain opportunities, certain doors have opened up for independent creators. How are you feeling overall?
1: Oh, I I, th- I think it couldn't be better. Because of like, I think I think I'm, I just mentioned the you got, you can take one comic book and spend months on it and you can just make it as good as you can possibly. Well, that's just, the, that's the thing I wanted. Because I I mean, I said Marvel and, 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 and you know, you're doing a monthly comic book, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's really frustrating. There's no time to even get better. You just got to, this is what it is, is how good I am. Get it done. And there's mm-hmm. no breaks and there's no, and it just, it, it was, I, I did not like that workload of, and there was no opportunity to, to practice and get better. Now you can make that stuff really good. You can really spend the time uh, and work at it at your own pace. And and it's, I think we're going to move to the European model where you're going to have graphic novels. That's what's happening. I think the comic book mm-hmm. companies are the monthly comic book companies are just kind of, I think they're already going away. They don't want to admit it, but they're, they're not making any money from sales. Yeah, um, I watched you. You know who uh, Mike Barron is, right? The writer, the, the comic writer. Um, I am
0: not familiar with him, unfortunately. Okay, but he he, he, he rings on, a bell.
1: Yeah, he worked on um, uh, a lot of Punisher stuff, Daredevil, cool. Marvel. Uh, he actually, I discovered his work before that on a comic called Badger for First Comics. Oh wow! It was wow. just a, a completely crazy character, pretty much like Mike, and it's. It's a lot of fun. Actually, I drew Mike's uh, one of Mike's stories in that Two Fisted Manly Tale, Nolan's uh, oh, wow. Two Fisted Manly Tales. So I, I did the cover on that, and it's pretty cool a, a, a thing. Um, but what was I going to say? And I'm lost in losing my thought.
0: You were talking about uh, Mike Barron, and um, we were discussing where we're at now. In terms of comic books and the the doors that have opened up and and where you think the uh the in the mainstream industry is going as far as the their book thicknesses and whatnot
1: yeah i mean the the, the i say that the 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 comic book companies oh, oh i know i was talking about my mark Bar- Mike baron <laughs> he has a, he has this show with another guy called uh james earl and and they do the baron earl show and mm. they interviewed bob layton who was Editor, I think he was editor chief at Marvel. He was definitely editor chief at uh, Valiant Comics, that sort of branched off of Marvel. But he was—he drew Iron Man, and he, you know, he's been in the movie industry. He knows the numbers, mm-hmm. and he's going. These guys going, they—they—they're they, not making any money. They can't possibly. I know the numbers, and they're not making any mm-hmm. money from these comic books. They're losing money. He goes, I—I I thought they'd be gone five years ago. So this is someone wow. who I—who's in the know. Who's saying these guys are, these companies are just not they, they can't that's why you know people are like well why did you know their offices because they're not making any money out for the comics anymore they're just not selling no kids aren't mm. you know buying them so it, that that's going away i think but what's replacing it is for comic lovers that really enjoy the medium still will be more graphic novels novels like european model where Someone will work on a uh, one comic book for a year, as you guys did, and do <laughs> yeah. something really, really nice. And that's that's. It takes about. I really think it takes about a year to do something a really good comic book, with all the yeah. you know the fulfillment and printing and everything too. But yeah, there's uh, about it. it you're, but then you're going to have a collection on your shelf of really good books, and and if you you know, if you want to read comics, you you've got the Marvel's got a library of. <laughs> Of, of 60 years or 50 years, I well, when they started, of reprints of stuff. You, keep you busy, you know? That's you a good point. I really love comics, so. Yeah,
0: it's... They, it's they, got a, they got a library. It's interesting to think about what comic book readers are after these days if they're looking for regular installments or they value those books those larger volumes that they've got to wait for for say six to 12 months in our case it was you know 24 months uh we we took two years to finish causal which was too long we
1: would like to take less than a year next time but (laughs) but the thing is though there's, there's you're not the only book doing that so you know i actually think if you had too many books uh, but the price point, it, it wouldn't really work. You know, you have to, you, you know, you, you can, you know, so instead of buying, you know, a couple months of really crappy books, like 10 books, you maybe get a couple of crowdfunding books, a little more expensive, but higher quality. I think people enjoy that mm. more. I think that's a better model, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I know that, and we're just very early on here as far as, how far we can take this independent creator thing, you know this creator yeah. owned title just and, beginning, yeah. and this model it's going to evolve, and people are going to try new things and push the envelope. It's really an exciting time to be in because it's not a hundred percent set in stone what direction everything is going to take it's I wouldn't say turbulent times because that paints it as a bad thing, but it's it's definitely uh and it it is times of uncertainty but because of that there's there's just so much that we now are free to be able to try and do and that's well here's the thing it's kind of awesome place to be
1: it's kind of funny but marvel with all this you know political indoctrination stuff they're throwing in there Mm. it's like nobody wants to read no one wants no one wants to be lectured to even if you agree with them you don't want a book that lectures to you so they're destroying all their characters. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they are, aren't they? It's like, and it's like, but this is great because it's it's all of a sudden, you know, the people go, come kind of kind of looking for real stories that people tell you, real stories, and here we come along with, with books that that are that are really you know heartfelt, hard work you know books that we really put our heart into, and there you go, it, it like it couldn't be it couldn't be better you know like like, you know completely (laughs) destroying your character of superman now you can't take a look at my kind of character it's pretty cool too you know
0: yeah and it's changing the character really it's that that is what it may not destroy it but it will certainly cause turbulence within that audience and uh, you know unfortunately audiences don't always like change they like to be able to well, get to know their characters and yeah. relate to them in a certain way and if you're going to change them it's got to be very artfully done in a way that somehow Im- improves
1: upon the character it can't the be a gen it it's got to no. be story yes. story is key and, and and that's not what they're doing they're just coming in there and saying Oh, we got to, you know, change it to uh, environmental character and like, and just like, yeah, all right, here we go. You know, like, when when, is, when, I'm done, when I'm done, you know, hearing that speech kind of thing. It's, and it's <laughs> like, you just, you want to, if you, I mean, there's so much, we're saturated with so much information now. Mm. It's not like people don't know about the environment, you know, <laughs> it's Absolutely. like, it, it, it's, it's like, so you can turn on the news. You can watch the news if you want. It's like, people want to escape from all that. Once, you know that's why I like Lord of the Rings, and it's it's fantastic. And even that, they're messing with Lord of the Rings. Like, what do you mess with my mm. my book? You know, my, one of my favorite books.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's it got, got a little bit propagandary. Themselves. It's like at the end of the day, they just got to remember sometimes audiences they aren't that complicated. They just want to see you know. monsters and badass superheroes, warriors yeah. battling one another, and it doesn't have to be any more smart
1: or advanced yeah. than that. Really, it, hey, yeah, some of no. my favorite movies like are Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. uh, Real Steel, and, and it's just and it's and it's mm. almost like I don't it's care what the story is: monsters are beating the crap out of you. <laughs> you know, exactly. Godzilla movies, you know, just just you know, just, just Godzilla's walking through and he smashes mm. a power plant. Well, that's cool, you know. <laughs>
0: What is not to <laughs> love care. about that? It's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. People people hated the the Godzilla, uh, um, um, King Kong one. I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. It was really cool. It I thought it was super, super cool. cool. I don't know. I, people, that's, have you noticed another thing? People are really spoiled. Like these special effects would be like unbelievably phenomenal, great, uh, groundbreaking twenty years ago, and, and the people were like meh, you know. <laughs> like, yeah like look at this thing go, oh my gosh it looks completely real like yeah yeah I've seen that before yeah
0: yeah people <laughs> people can be a little bit unappreciative sometimes of the so. incredible advancements we've all made and and it's uh-huh. funny how quickly a lot of hard work and labor can be so easily dismissed with online reviews and and talk shows these days i and that's why as 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 much as it's true that the mainstream has made certain wrong turns, make no that make no mistake. I still do know that work is put into these books to whatever level of degree that they're given, and that you know there was energy spent on it, on putting it together, mm-hmm. and and that portion of it I respect. It's just sometimes a shame that man that energy wasn't spent on something that had a story that was from the heart that was built upon the right intentions because in the end it would have hit the audience more on a more deeper level and crafted a stronger connection with them instead of you know maybe feeling making them feel like they are being dismissed or rejected by the book that yeah. they had fallen in love or
1: with, or not, or they didn't love the characters. Like, like there was, a, I saw an interview once uh, on there was a stage panel, and mm. there was a, the Batman writer, the current Batman writer, and Frank Miller. And the mm. Batman writer was saying, Yeah, I'm trying to put my feelings into the things that I, happened to me and kind of project them into the character. And Frank Miller's like, No, you don't put the, this is Batman, you're writing Batman, <laughs> not writing you
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: and so, yeah, that's it's... These, these people like. They're, 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 you know, uh, like thinking that they're going to do a groundbreaking story or something. And, and it's like, no, we just want to see Batman story. You know, we just want to see something cool. Mm. That's yeah. It. And, and, and and within the character work, write the character. Exactly. Like a, that difficult. But you know, I think we are facing another problem, though, that this as far as comics go. And that is and I don't know if, uh, exactly how for you. What did you grow up with the spinner racks in every convenience oh, yeah. store as I did? You know, you um, walk into yes. a drugstore, convenience store. There's a spinner rack. You know, they were just, it was just—it was like heaven to me. It was like this the greatest thing ever to to. to mm. And I'd always go because I didn't have much money to spend. I'd go through them all and pick the ones with the most action in them or the best art. You know, uh, from the start, I loved you know the co- the great, great comic art because sometimes you get crap comic art and those even those old stuff yeah, it's, it's kind of mm. crap. It's but, interesting
0: um, here in Australia because we didn't have a huge selection of comic books. We would get comic books in newsagents primarily. As far as comic book stores, they were few and far between unless you went to the big city. It, you know, Melbourne, where I live right now, for example, has a few very big and prominent comic book stores. But uh, from the country where I grew up and the little towns there, uh, you didn't see a whole lot of range when it came to comic books, especially American comic
1: books. Yeah, well, actually, I think the comic book shop was the beginning of the end, uh, because oh, what okay. happened was the rack with the racks, and every convenience store, everybody read them, because you're checking out the grocery store, you know, the kid grabs it like, can I, you know, and every everyone wanted them because they were right in front of you. When they went into the comic book shops, all of a sudden the uh, Your mom has to take you there you know and and Mm. mom walks in and sees boobs everywhere and and says (laughs) says we're out of here you know uh and it's like so it 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 just didn't work that the comic readership got older and older all those people read them when they're kids but now there's no replacement generation because the kids aren't seeing them so they're they're, even though comic books are still great a great medium they're not getting exposed to them. There's kids who don't even know how to read a comic. What do you how do you go from panel up or down or what do you how do you read this thing, you know? And then I'm like, you really don't know how to read a comic book? But it's wow. It's it's you know, that can happen if you never see a comic book ever, you know, and uh, and that's kind of what happens out of the culture net. So that's that's actually I think that's the real reason Marvel and DC companies are dying because there's just no replacement kids coming up. So what it takes now is what we're doing now where you have a show, you're interacting, you're you're teaching comics. It's like the uh you connect with people and then say, hey, I've got a book. So this is a new way of marketing, new way of you you gotta get that book in front of people. This is the new way to do it. And uh yeah. but they're they're the old way gone. That's not coming back, mm. you know. Which actually I you know, I think they're not thinking out of the box. Cause you know, Graham Nolan, you know, the guy who 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 does uh created that sort of thing with Bat- the Batman stories. Um, great idea where I was on the live stream. And he goes, you know, they should have the comic books in the lobby of these movies. You know, thanks. Yes. So the, the, the people, the kids come out, there'd be a perfect place for them. It's a great to idea. Walk in and, 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 but they're not thinking, they're not thinking outside the box. There, there's probably a million ways they could market the comics and put them out in front of kids. And the kids, because kids love comic books. They still, you give a comic book to the kid, they love it. Once I, I, I made a, a children's book and I, I put it and uh, and I gave it to um, my niece, and it was it was it was on it was online, it was digital, and she just kind of looked at her like, eh, she was not interested. They want a piece of paper. They want, they still even a kid, they I don't think they like the digital so much. I, I think they like to to hold a piece of paper and a book in their hand. I, that's my experience. Mm. So I'm, I was actually glad. I was kind of like, oh, this sucks. She's, no one's going to buy these, this book they made online. But same time, I was thinking, maybe this is kind of good, though, because the kids, I like the kids have books, you know, paper.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, it's an innate – it's one of our human senses, right, to be able to feel and to touch. Touch
1: the yeah, – and to turn and- the page and 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 to, you know, that that movement uh, and, and you move your eye along this – the you know, even when you're doing a reading a digital comic, you kind of just got to zoom in, that's awkward, you know, mm-hmm. like, touch a panel or something. That's that's not really doesn't really work as well as yeah. like you can emerge yourself into anything that breaks the illusion when you're reading a story, takes you out of the story. Not mm-hmm. good, yeah. So. Maybe
0: that's it. There's There's definitely some level of intimacy there when you're actually able to hold the book in your hand you think about it's not just the the reading of the comic i mean think about the experience of reading your comic on on the computer for example it's i mean you're sitting it's not just reading the comic but you're sitting in front of your monitor at your desk and you're clicking the mouse that's a little bit less of a fun experience i feel at least when it comes to comics then sitting in your couch flipping through those pages. I mean, that's yeah, so much more warm different. and authentic.
1: Yes. yes. And I think that's And even if you have an missing. iPad that you if you could you could sit on a couch with your iPad or think they have these nice pretty big ones sometimes even. True. It's, it's still something point. about looking at a screen and reading from yeah. a screen. I don't know yeah. what it is, but even even the drawing experience of the I, I I kinda like the draw on the paper. The the texture mm. of the pencil on the paper even. Uh, that's yeah. So much more. Uh, it, it's it actually enjoy that more. I like coloring my stuff on the computer. Like with Cozor, I drew it on paper, colored it in the computer yep. because there's just so much you can. It looks so nice. So much. So, mm. but, um, and and I could you know I I used to color my stuff you know, when I, back in the Marvel days I did those Marvel cat and uh, yeah, but it's it doesn't I scan it in It doesn't look half as good as when you do it in Photoshop the coloring just I mean, you can do glazes, you know, like the like oil paint glazes over these things, and just you know, get the skin tones any way you want. I mean, and it's not; doesn't take as long. It's just really beautiful. Hmm. So
0: that's exactly it. And so, whether it's doing it traditionally, experiencing a comic book traditionally, or you're going the digital route instead, the fact stands: it's a different experience for both and people are going to have their preferences and it would yeah. seem that at least when it comes to reading comics people still really love that kinesthetic engagement the texture of the paper yeah. on their hands as they're turning the page the actual action of moving their arm yeah. as they turn the page that's all like it's what about the, I mean, the gameplay
1: and and the collectability of it the, the collectability uh, you, you yes. have uh, you know people yes. collect stamps well you know what's mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't want like just, i gotta collect stamps on my my desktop computer <laughs> like that's so <no> fun <laughs> That's you want no you know the, people collect you know, coins that they collect you know, and they collect comics and it's mm-hmm. kind of kind of it's fun to have a, a box a rack of comics a stack of comics and it's just it's like a, a it's a it's a tangible thing that you can you have it's really neat mm-hmm. i don't know what nfts are but the parents. <laughs> i i don't i don't i can't I understand the, te- the technology of that. I, that there's a future in it but i just i just can't i can't imagine people you know miss that that you know just to, to have a piece of paper it's just so much better mm. um for, like i said even the young are born in this super technology world i think they still like paper which is really cool i think
0: for sure yeah nfts are an interesting thing between you and i then I feel like they're probably some kind of weird scam that somebody has just, made up. That's what I, think <laughs> I was reading about them and I seen people promoting them and I kept asking myself, Am I missing
1: something here or does this I'm seem like the, exact, the biggest scam ever? You know who you know who has started to explain it a little and it started to make mm-hmm. sense was um, Dan Fraga. It, it was, ah, I it see. was he yeah. was he was talking about it in such a way and I Forgot what the details were, but it 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 it, it, it I see I see how this is sort of a investment type thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tied into something uh that I don't know. It, it was kind of weird, but it, it started to make a little more sense. But I yeah. still didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, because it's almost there. Then sure. <laughs> I don't know what that. Is. <laughs> yeah. But I think that yeah, if it was time. if it was if it made sense, we would already be. I feel like we would already kind of. All over it. Yeah, so it's it's quiet down it's not, a little bit. Not right. Mm, so, but the oddly. question is, how do you get your comic in front of people? That's really it. We don't have this. That that's going away. uh People people like comics if they get them in front of them. How do we get them in front of us? And I think obviously this is the new medium. Yeah. But yes. and and how do you sell to somebody? It, you you have to be the salesperson. And Comic Creator, which is – that's a unique skill, you know,
0: because we're all introverts.
1: We're we're totally introverted.
0: (laughs) But, you know, I'll tell you one thing. One skill you'll never regret learning is marketing and sales. I I think that that is a a fundamental ability that that can just help you in so many areas in life. And it doesn't have to be selling – yeah, credit cards door to door or anything like that. If this is something that can help you just become a better communicator in general. Uh, I was learning about email copy for the 10th time uh, just the other day. And one thing o- over the last few months that I've been uh, ultimately getting from that is the importance of creating curiosity in what it is you're trying to sell you know you don't want to tell people necessarily straight up what it is you want to present to them you want to create some mystery around it and and framing in a way that makes it even more appealing and exciting to get and it's just it's skills like that that i've started to use when i tell a story for example at the dinner table at night like oh, how can i create a little bit of curiosity here and hook hook in my lovely lady who usually gets bored as hell the first minute into my stories now she's sitting there on the edge of her seat wondering what it is i'm going to say next and uh-huh. it's just it's just very simple little things like that you know for example in the subject line of an email i might send out about my comic book i might say instead of hey get my comic book Kozor today instead of doing that i might say important read this and it's like he's not going to want to open that email <laughs> you know oh, okay. and then they they learn about the, the comic book inside that it's a very simple example right. but it's uh it's something i've been testing out and and something that i would encourage everybody to learn about is online marketing and sales especially just communication because in the end even what we're doing here dan it, that's what we're doing we're we're talking to one another we're communicating not just one another, but we, we're very aware that, that people are going to be listening to what we're having to say. So we're trying to provide a little bit of value as we speak and, and some insight and to our experience mm. as comic book creators. And uh, this is where people are at. You know, you've got to go to where your yeah. audience is and everyone's on YouTube these days, everyone's on Spotify listening to this stuff. And so that's yes, the new of way of eyes. selling comics.
1: I was on a Twitter and every, every, every day I get up, I, I look at the independent comics movement and, and pe- all the people I've gotten to know and their campaigns. And I try to promote at least one or two of them a day. Hmm. And, uh, but I'm starting to get a little bit better at it. Like, like just like, hmm. I don't just, just like, Hey, say it. Uh, like the other day I I said something about uh, Graham Nolan's. Uh, I said uh, something about Graham's gallery of ghouls. De- delights or something
0: like that. <laughs> so much more interesting. Graham <laughs>
1: Nolan's ghost- ghostly gallery of ghoulish delights, and it just kind of like popped out. My inner Stanley just popped out. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's it's yeah. like you start to okay, I'm gonna put up a post, but how can I make this kind of fun to read? So you don't like oh just there oh yeah thank-. you know just because if you if you become annoying posting stuff without any. Color any flair, any fun in it. It's so fun, you know. So you got to be fun. You got to yeah. f- enjoy it, and uh, find something good about the character, and then, and then, and ex- you know, bring that out and, and sell that, and say this is this is exciting. And that's what it, it. There's there's so many unique characters now that you can actually do that. It's like, uh, uh, you know, just I mean the the, the, the gambit from you know, from Cyber Frog to Gem Shock mm-hmm. to Kozor to... I mean, you got there's just. All kinds of different stories that, that are that are happening. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, that's why I say it's exciting right now. It's it's, it's, it's so it, exciting. It, it's turning it. into more into again the, the the European model, but the Japanese model too, where they have stories about everything, you know, ordinary things that are going on, fantastic things. You can, it, in the U.S., it's just been superheroes all along. I think that may be kind of getting a little old. You know, here's a laser shot, you know, okay, boom. That Mm -hmm. You know, how many times, you know? So, I mean, if I see one more picture of Batman overlooking the city, I mean, (laughs) you know, every (laughs) cover. What's this one? Oh, Batman overlooking the city. Hmm. That becomes so common. How many hundreds or thousands of covers have featured Batman standing over the city majestically? Like, okay, that was cool in the 80s, like, you know, 50 (laughs) years. <laughs> like 40 years ago, where you know, it, it's just like it's still, they're still doing the same thing. You got to do something new,
0: yeah. It, it just becomes so commonplace, people become blind to it at, at some point, they just don't notice yeah. it anymore. They we we love novelty, that's the thing with us yeah. human beings, we like to see something different and interesting. So, right, uh, we've been talking for an hour and a half, and I met this interview to only go for an hour. So, uh
1: this what is what can happens. I say? Play, we get you know, talking. This is what I happens. I mentioned players. You know that we, we do every week. We'll do that. We're all of a sudden let's go We we just one or two two hours. Gonna hardly keep it under do. Then we'll end the stream and we'll talk for another hour like just for ourselves. <laughs> it's like because I think it's, oh, yeah. like I said a lot of this is you're you have we haven't met very often, rare, and so this mm. is kind of new and just like all this is built up and you're like oh my gosh you know you know talk about that and, you, and what's going on in the industry and, and it's really you know it's, it's really exciting so it, it's if you're if a comic book lover sure. this, is, this is the gold of, of golden era you know just talk yep. comics wow
0: well i feel so. like we have so much more to talk about and that you're definitely going to have yeah. to come back again multiple times and we'll have <laughs> to have more of these chats because yeah. they're just too much Well, it's like hanging out
1: it's like just, exactly just hanging out yeah. you know yeah have a beer I, and, and uh... <laughs> yeah I feel like we're talk to I, I was hoping Corey be here though I, got, I I wanted to talk to him too
0: I did invite him he said he he said that I'd be better at doing the interview so I was oh, like but you okay. should come along anyway I know that you wanted to to chat to Dan and so I'll be right, I'll, yeah. like sure it's, he's it's, here it's, next time
1: it's not so much an interview it's just hanging out that's what I feel like. I'm that's asking you questions the best as much as you asking me questions <laughs> yeah and I
0: love that that's so great yeah um, but we will we will wrap it up here for ne- for today. We're going to do this again though, Dan. And before I go, before I hit the stop button, what I want to ask you is what you're working on and what you would like to promote. Tell us where people can find um, you on the interwebs.
1: Well, interestingly enough, I we were having the discussion the other day because of this uh, shadow banning stuff that's going on. Uh, mm. People talking more about. Creating your own um, and I I did have done yes. this before years ago, but I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna re, revamp it. I go to Wix. Wix is so easy. I use this. Wix 10 is the years best. It, it's so it's so user-friendly. I mean, it, it, I can be an I'm a dummy when it comes to stuff, and I I I could do it. You know, if so I could do it, anybody could do it. Yeah. So mm. uh, so in in about four hours I had a you know and it, and it looks good. Great. So you can go to danlawless.com, and that, that's P-A-N-L-A-W. L I S. Everyone thinks it's L E S L I S. Damn, love, you know.
0: How easy and Just is one S too.
1: So L L I S. And you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my my stuff there. And actually, if you if you go to that page, you can click on the links to to uh, uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Redbubble. So I've got easy. some merchandise up there. Um, right now, I, I'm featuring on the. On the front page uh mike Barron's uh private cover for one, one of his alternate covers that's one of the comments scott and shadow band uh apparently we don't know what's going on with everyone's trying to figure it out a lot of people are freaking out about it uh, so you know their businesses are mm-hmm. are being harmed by this um let's see i i'm i still have this i'm not sure if we're at, at 80 tear von clark Terror is is a, a great he's reviving it it looks it's really wild I did a pin up for it, um, and it it's, looks amazing. It's cool, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. ADK. And I don't think they're quite there yet. So, if anybody can wants to check that out, buy a copy of Black Black Terror. Get us over ADK. You get a you get that print for Von yourself and great. everybody else too. So, but apparently, uh, it's not going to happen until then. Boots um, and heels. Uh, Camel Moons uh, got three to in his campaign. I did the cover on that one too. So, um, lovely. It, it, that those are the three out uh, well that i mentioned yeah private american okay so those are the those are the three i'm kind of focusing on right now is uh you know uh, mike Barron wrote i mentioned before he wrote private american and his uh and I, and I did an alternate cover for that so and black terror awesome boots and heels those are the guys right now
0: great that's awesome well Everybody head to danlawless. dot com. I'll put a link to and that. The, in and there's the still maybe
1: something uh, for you that I might we're discussing, right? The, the something in the future. Yes, there it? is.
0: There is absolutely, and and we can definitely talk mm-hmm. more about that. I want to get uh, Dan Lawless here. I want to get a few different artists to do some covers for the upcoming book that we've got yeah. called Borok, and uh, yeah, there's there's definitely some plans in motion for that, which. Uh, are going to hopefully bear some wonderful fruit very, very soon. So yeah. I look forward to hey, telling you. Hey, bring me on for uh, for draw that. streams too or, or anything like that. That that's I fun. will. That'd yeah. be fantastic. I'd love to see you in action. And I know yeah. that the audience would as well. Uh, everybody out there who wants to uh, study your approach. It's great to see different artists uh, take on actually drawing yeah. comic books. By the way it doesn't seem their process.
1: Think, a lot of people a lot of artists can't handle don't like like that, I problem with it. I really like oh, it. I don't. Fantastic. I don't mind it. Uh, it may not be well, that great would, when it's done, I that. <laughs> but I, I think that'd it's, that'd I don't awesome. care if it's a piece of crap. There it is. <laughs> you can really it's good that. to be in that place as an artist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, well great. great to meet you. Great to see you. Uh, I and uh, and uh, we'll be looking forward to, to hang, hanging out again. So yeah, for sure. We'll Sounds we'll wrap good. it up there.
0: And uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Dan. Definitely would love to do it again real soon. Uh, just before we go, be sure to head over to howtodrawcomics.net. Sign up to the email list there. Uh, you'll get a bunch of... Well, I'll tell you, every time we release a free tutorial on the website, which there are plenty of, lots of education to fill your head with. We've also got videos that we post there, video tutorials and of course, we've got our premium content courses, workshops. There's even a mentoring thing that I'm doing every now and then through the website, which you can check out and know more about by signing up to the email list. There's some exclusive workshops that I actually never see uh, social media because I launched them only to the email list and they fill up. So if you actually want to know about those, take advantage of them and be a part of them, then you've got to be on that email list. And there is one coming up, which is focused on sequential storytelling that I'm putting together as we speak. So be on the email list if uh, if you want to have the opportunity to be a part of it. All right. Other than that, uh, that's all the promotion I've got. Oh, Kozor, Descent into Madness, is actually winding up by the end of next week. So if you haven't got the book yet, totally get it. If you like, franchises such as berserk the witcher you know dark horror fantasy uh, medieval horror that kind of thing Corey and i have worked a long time on putting this book together we put our heart and soul into it it looks absolutely beautiful and we're stoked with the quality of the end product and we quite frankly more than anything else just want this book in as many hands as possible so that it can be experienced so that all that hard work every line we put into it can be witnessed by backers who really appreciate what we've made for them. So, I've got yeah, to into that. Yeah, there's a print that. of mine in there,
1: right? Too. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. There. Yes, there is. And and you know, Dan Lawless's print is just stunning. You know, it's it's absolutely beautiful. We'll use that for the thumbnail of this interview. I think. Okay. It's yeah. and it just it, we prov- we provide it as a free additional poster to what we initially promised to all the backers. And it just—it's like a Frank Frazetta poster. That's how it feels to me. It's got the same vibe. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love it. That's quite
1: a generous compliment.
0: Oh, it's—that's th- why we hired you in the first place. Because we, we we wanted that exact vibe emanating off of it. So there's a lot of happy backers uh, who have received that thus far. Because we're in fulfillment now, and once we close up the campaign, we're going to be ordering in the final print run and just fulfilling everybody. Hopefully by the time Christmas is here. So, yeah, you got one week to jump on board. Get your copy of Kozor. There's one there with your name on it. Just hit the link below and check it out. All right. Other than that, until next time, keep on drawing, keep on practicing, and we'll see you in the next video slash podcast episode slash interview. All right. Bye-bye for now.